All right, today's topic is for pastors and ministry leaders in a Pursue God church, and I'm here with Pastor John Bellis. John, we're going to answer the question, what is your role as a pastor? And before we jump into the details of what the role is of a Pursue God pastor, I guess what would you say a typical pastor, an old school pastor might think when they when they hear this question? I would think that many pastors would jump right to preaching and shepherding. So so caring for the people in their flock, uh, preaching the word, you know, diligently and being prepared. I would say that's where their mind would go to in, in a lot of traditional settings. Yeah, and the reality is probably if it's a pastor of a single church and you're the only pastor, you, you're wearing a lot of hats, and so you have to do a lot of preaching prep. You've got to le- maybe lead your teams. You've got a lot to to do to to take care of, and that's the reality of it. Maybe in a larger church, if you have more pastors on staff, you've got a specialty like, well, I'm the I'm the youth pastor, or I'm the lead pastor, the campus pastor, or the senior pastor, and. I really think, John, that this answer comes from the Bible in Ephesians 4, and the answer to this is, we think, is the biblical, the most biblical answer, no matter what pastor you are, that you need to take these verses seriously. It comes from Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. Yeah, and that's, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And so, yeah, we see from this passage that our primary role isn't preaching, our primary role isn't providing care, it isn't leading, it isn't equipping, or excuse me, it is equipping. Now, all these other tasks that we mentioned are critical, mm-hmm. and in fact, I think you'll see that they're conduits to equipping the saints, Right. but at the end of the day, am I equipping the people to do the ministry? Yeah, and of course, right here, I think a lot of times we could talk about this in just really broad terms. Yes, of course, I'm equipping the people to do the ministry because I'm preaching good sermons, and I'm telling them, now go out and be the light to your community, be the light to the world. And I've, I grew up in a church like that, and I never discipled anyone, and neither did anyone else in my in my church. And so pastors, we again, we're talking about very specifically, and John, we're going to get specific because you're one of the first pastors to use the Pursue God resources in your church. We're talking about, okay, how do I equip someone with the Pursue God resources then to specifically start making disciples? Like this is something that is going to be measurable. This is something that is not going to be nebulous anymore. You know, it's becoming less and less nebulous in your church. Right, right. As we get clearer about what are you asking me to do? Okay, so let's do a little role play here, John. I'm a I'm a parishioner, right? I'm just I go to your church and you're you're my pastor and I hear you talk about going out and making disciples. And I hear you say maybe in some of our leadership meetings, my job guys is to equip you to do the ministry. I don't want you to just come watch me do ministry. Now I'm going to say this to you, John. So how would you answer this? Pa- uh, excuse me, Pastor John, I'm new here. What are, what are you talking about? What are you expecting me to actually do? How would you answer that? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. We get that question. We get that question at our church, and my response is to to speak truth and love to people that you care about. And so, how do we do that then? More practically, just saying, what does that look like? Right. Well, using the Pursue God tools, using the the flex uh, approach, right? right? Find a topic, right? Learn about it, and then explore it together. We would say, as you build the relationship with that individual what are their needs? What's on their heart? Maybe they maybe they have questions about how to be a parent. Maybe they have questions about their finances. Maybe they're engaged and they have questions about how to be a good husband, or maybe they are married and they recognize their marriage is struggling. 
So find a topic that fits their needs, learn about it, and then explore it together. And that could be face-to-face in a setting, right, where you're meeting with them maybe weekly or every other week. It could be over the phone, you know, using those resources. And then depending upon how long that takes, how, how far along they are in their pursuit of God, then ideally we'd love to see that start in, in one of the pursuit series yeah. where you're taking them through the pursuit. Okay, so here I am listening to this, and I'm, I'm a little, let's say I'm a little bit overwhelmed because I've never seen Pursue God before. I'm new to the church. I don't know what those resources are. Obviously, you can connect me with a mentor to do some training and so that I'm not just right out the gate if I'm a newcomer you know, trying to mentor someone else. But the eventual goal is when I get mentored by someone using those tools— and, and the simple resources that then I will be able to get in the game and mentor someone else. Is that correct? Absolutely. In fact, if, if you're using the Pursue Guide resources, if you've gone through any of, of the tracks you know, we, that we call the Pursuit, you'll notice that uh, those last three videos, those last three conversations are really all about now that I've taken you through this and you're equipped, I have equipped you. You know, we're talking about equipping here. Right. I've modeled it. You know the information. You, you know how to then take the next person through this. Okay, so let's say that at this point then I say, who would I do that with? I, I don't, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, but pastor, who am I, who am I supposed to do that? It, sound, it seems forward. It seems like it could be potentially awkward. I've never done this before. Is this, a, is this a common feeling that people would have? I would say that feeling is very common, and, and it could—I mean, let's be honest. Let's be, it could be awkward. It, a lot of it depends on how you frame it. If I went up to my buddy that I've played golf with maybe three times yeah. and said, hey, Brian, I really want to mentor you, that would be awkward. Yeah. But you know, during the three times that we've met, if I know that you know, he's got teenagers at home and he feels like, man, I'm just not doing a good job you know, communicating with my kids or I don't feel like I have their heart anymore— it wouldn't be awkward for me to say, you know, I've experienced the same thing. I've been there. I've got a 17-year-old. I watched this video a few weeks ago that really was insightful. Could I share that with you? And then maybe we'll talk about it. I don't think you'd find that would be very awkward at all. Yeah, because again, pastors, remember that this disciple-making process is just simply a series of conversations. So remember, as you're telling your, your congregation, this is what discipling is. It's not leading a Bible study. It's not leading a, a, through a workbook series or, or DVD series. It's just being willing to invest in someone, sit down and have conversations. And that's what Pursue God is. It's a, it's a library of conversation starters. So I think when people see that that's what you're asking them to do, I think most people eventually would say, I think I could have a conversation with someone. That's something anyone can do. And so that's the kind of the basis of some of the training that we do. Yeah, and I think the beautiful thing about you know God's Word about Scripture is that it's so practical. It's so applicable to everyday things. And so if I were to invite a buddy again that I didn't know very well to attend a Bible study at home, that, that may be awkward. But if I were to invite a buddy to have a conversation about you know, handling our teenagers and some of the, the, the sass maybe that we get from them, that's not awkward at all. We probably are having those kind of conversations already. But by using the resources now, I'm, I'm drawing God's Word into the conversation, what His Word has to say about it, versus just what you and I might say about it on the seventh hole. Yeah, so what would you say to the guy—and I've mentored some of these guys who say, I don't know the Bible well enough to disciple someone. How would you answer that? Well, I would say we all probably feel a little insecure or inadequate on our biblical knowledge from time to time. You can explore that together. I think that's the beauty of the resource. That's the beauty of having a tool is you don't have to be a, a Bible scholar 
you know, all of our conversations have scripture in the conversation. All of our conversations, uh, you know, have links where you can even dig deeper if you want to into a passage. So I would say, don't let your fear of of biblical literacy, you know, keep you from keep you from pursuing truth together. Okay, so let's talk about parents for a second. How does this passage, Ephesians four eleven and twelve, re- speak to you when it comes to parents? So your job is to equip parents to do ministry. What does that mean? So I think my job is to equip parents to help convey biblical truth to their kids in a way that their kids can apply it, in a way that their kids can take ownership of it. And so I think first and foremost, mom and dad are are modeling what it looks like to pursue God themselves. And then the Pursue God resources are a a tool, uh, a conduit, if you will, where they can have meaningful conversations with their kids, and, and there's structure there. Because, I mean, I get intimidated to talk to my kids about spiritual things sometimes, and I'm a pastor. Right, you know, I do too. this for a living. Yep. And so to be able to have a framework to draw from, it gives you some reassurance. It, you know, it takes some of, the, some of the fear out of it. Yeah, in fact, pastors, I would encourage you to look at your parents as probably the lowest hanging fruit, because it's less awkward to just challenge your parents to start discipling their kids at home one topic at a time. Just say, listen, once a week, use the tools at Pursue God Kids or the, some of the student content, the family talk content at PursueGod.org, and just have a conversation with your kids, and you'll see how easy it is to disciple your kids. And I know, John, I know a lot of men who started by discipling their kids, and they realized how easy it was to speak truth and love to their kids using the tools. And then when I said, hey, can I connect you to this guy over here? Then they were like, sure, I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just like anything else that's that's new. If you haven't been discipling, if you haven't been mentoring, the first couple of conversations are the toughest. It, you know, it, it's a new skill. It's a new habit, if you will. But as you gain confidence, as you continue to invite the Lord, obviously, I mean, the Holy Spirit has to be at work in these conversations as we continue to invite Him in and, and give us wisdom and maybe how to direct the conversation. Or maybe this is a week where when I, you know, we watch the video, maybe the guy that I'm mentoring this week is doing 90% of the talking, and I just need to hear his heart and need to hear where he's at. One last question for pastors, John. So does this mean that pastors should stop preaching, that you should stop having Sunday services, that you should stop doing events? Not at all. I look at all of those as critical conduits or critical pathways for equipping. I mean, our our messages as pastors, our messages should inspire, uh, challenge our, our people to be about making disciple makers. So this idea of disciple making, of teaching people everything that Jesus commanded, I, I think you know, solid biblical preaching is extremely important in that but it's not the end-all be-all. I mean, think about it. Think of how often you know Jesus delivered a sermon that's greater than any sermon I'll ever deliver, and after the fact, the disciples were like, can you break that down for us, Jesus? Right. I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah. But all those other roles are important. In fact, I, I think often of, of our role in equipping is really kind of twofold. We need to equip our people for the mission of the church, right? which I believe is the Great Commission. But we also, let's be realistic, we have to equip our people for the day-to-day function of the church, yeah, I'm not going to help too many people pursue God if the first time they walk in, the building is in shambles, and it's dirty, and it's not safe or welcoming. So how can I take this idea of of equipping people even into my clean team or to my usher-greeter team, right? Yeah. How, how can we equip them 
to do not only the, the mission of the church, but the function of the church, if you will. Yeah, and so pastors, we're going to do that in our very next topic, so I hope you'll tune in for the next one. We talk about how the function of the church changes when you have a discipleship culture, so you can hear that one next time with us. But in the meantime, with your staff or maybe someone you're going through this topic with, make sure to use those questions below to talk about this one.